Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of everyone's favorite convention-related podcast, Con Job. This week, Alex and I are going to be going over kind of a, like a tutorial, I guess, um, on when to really jump into the bigger events because a lot of people uh, are sometimes talking about, you know, they're doing their local kind of craft show type things and, and decide, trying to decide when is a good time to jump into like the bigger, the bigger Comic-Cons. And uh, hopefully this show gives them a little insight on when's a good time to do that. And uh, hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. Without further ado, Alexa, how's it? Oh, exhausted. Got to tell you, um, it's been uh, it's been another one of those uh, those little runs where we're uh, we're super busy doing stuff. So, yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. Good to hear. But busy's better than uh, you know doing nothing. The, the alternative, yeah. That what what we did uh, what we did all of last year. It feels like. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So so, so speaking of last year, we're gonna kind of roll back into some of the style that we uh, we were doing last year and uh, covering some topics, huh? I like it. I like it. How do you want to introduce this one? Uh, you know, I, I, I think we just come out and, and give the, the, the nitty gritty on it. Um, you know, this, this week guys, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about like when, when is the right time to, to move to like higher, higher level conventions, you know, bigger conventions. We're seeing a lot of comments in, in our vendor groups about like, Oh, hey, you know, I've been doing these, these, these shows for, you know, two years and what show should I do? And, you know, when I go and look at, at these pages, I, I, I look at it and I'm like, oh man, I don't want to say anything, but you're not ready. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, there is something to be said about it. I mean, it's, I wouldn't even say it's a, you know, a lost art or any kind of art to it. It's really just you know, you, you kind of take the plunge and then you uh, kind of see what works best for you. Cause what works for, you know, a, a good show for you might not be for us and vice versa. Yeah. And I, but you know, lo- looking at, looking at the, the, the big picture, I think uh, some people, because they do well at a show that draws 400 people, they, they automatically think, well, I need to go to the show that draws 40,000. Yeah, because right. now, now I need to do that. And I, I, I God, this sounds terrible, but I, I don't want to be that. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, some people, some, some products that's, it's not people. Let me back that up. Some products just don't, they don't work in the larger Comic-Con space. Well, I mean, it's one thing if you have, you know, if you have a niche and you're the only one who has, you know, that particular item that's one thing but you know if, if let's say for example you're an artist these big conventions you're not the only artist you know right what I mean? so there's plenty for people to choose from so you got to either stand out or you know be really good or you know something like something along those lines yeah and i mean you know i'll, I'll kind of go from my my personal experience when when i started doing shows i i didn't several smaller shows um you know i did i did shows where the the max attendance was you know a thousand fifteen hundred maybe two thousand people over the weekend because i you know 
I wanted to, one, I kept my costs low. You know, those booths are typically not more than 250, 300 bucks. You know, in, in those times, you know, a $500 booth was unheard of because nobody charged $500 for a booth unless you were C2E2 in New York. Right. Uh, but, you know, I, I kept my costs low. I, you know, I experimented with my setup. I experimented with products. You know, I did, I did a lot of that. And I think my, f- my first big quote unquote show that I did was indie PopCon's first year. It was the, the startup year for them. Nobody knew how they were, you know, how big it was going to be or anything else. And when I walked into that, that, uh, that giant freaking convention hall, I was really intimidated. What year was this? Uh, this was, I think it was 14. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's cool though. I mean, you think about it, we're, you know, you're almost, you're almost 10 years in. That's pretty cool. It's, it's so weird, you know? Right. I, I, I look, uh, I look back at like where I was, I'm like, man, how'd I get to, how'd I get to where I am? But yeah, it's kind of how we're going to cover, cover things. You know, well, we're going to talk funny. about your experience. It's funny. Yeah, I was going to say it's funny because when, you know, every show that we do, I'm always like, maybe this is the end of the road. Maybe this is the one where we don't sell anything. Everyone's just like, yeah, we don't like your stuff anymore. We don't like your wife's stuff anymore. It's like I'm so like just waiting for the other shoe to drop instead of just being like, yeah, this is awesome. Let's keep rolling. It's so weird. I right. Know. I don't know why. I am well, there, but I, I'm the same way. I always wonder like, you know, is this going to be the show that, uh, you know, that, people are like, we don't, we don't need to drink liquids anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I, I, I have, have, red solo cups. Exactly. Um, we want those with stickers on them because I think I see that happening somehow. (laughs) So when I, when I started off, like I realized, okay, there's a, there's a larger demand for what I sell. And, as I stepped slowly into the larger shows, I saw, you know, I saw that increase in volume. So I also realized being from retail, I had to change my display a little, you know, I had to, I had to be able to carry more items to be able to sell more. I had to be able to carry, you know, different styles and I had to do different things and I had to build my display to, to really draw people in. And I, I, I have a feeling your, you guys' progression is probably the same, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the biggest advice that we always give now to younger people is, you know, when you're first starting out is, you know, go with what you think works, but I can promise you what you think works in your first show is not going to work. Correct. <laughs> and so what we what we always did was we'd go around, like at the shows, you know, we'd walk around look at you know how people are doing because for the most part there's you know you see a lot of differences but there's a there's almost one kind of i don't know how to say it but everyone kind of has a similar thing but then they do little nuances around the edges to kind of make themselves stand out and that's what you got to look for you got to look for ways that you're going to stand out you don't want you don't really want to be the same booth as everybody else you know oh, i got all my prints in the back you know just hanging down and i just got a few out front on the table you know you want to try to be different uh, it's hard. Don't get me wrong, but that's what we would do is we'd walk around, get some ideas, go, okay, I like this. How can we change it and make it kind of, you know, ours kind of thing. Exactly. You know I mean, make it, make it our own, make it fit the, you know, the, the stuff, the type of stuff that she, that she had type of her artwork and things like that. So, um, and then what's funny is we see, and I don't know if this is the case, but we see people that we think 
are copying us. You know, we did some things that we thought were, were new, like nobody had been doing them. And now we see other people doing what we, what we did. And it's like, Oh, I wonder, you know, maybe they're not, maybe they got the idea on their own. And uh, you know, it's kind of cool to see that sort of thing. Cause that's kind of how we started out. Well, I, 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 I was chuckling as you said that because I, I had a competitor that quite literally copied my, um, my shelf design. Like, Oh, really? Never, ever, ever did a, a tiered shelf. And then all of a sudden they saw me at a show the very next weekend. They had my exact shelving set up and I, and I, and I laughed because I'm like, Oh, look, that's like, <sighs> Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. They right. thought it was a great idea. But yeah. then I'm like, I'm a little offended because now people think you're me. <laughs> right, right. And that's See? we had a very similar thing where we were we got friendly with a person and I mean almost down to the colors of the tablecloths. Oh man. Was identical. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah. So but it's like you said, it's I, I told her, you know, Meg was you know, like, what the heck? And I was like, Hey, look at it this way. They thought it was awesome enough to copy it. Um, you know, and that's, that's the way you got to look at it. You can't be like, Hey, what the hell are you doing? Don't copy me. It's not like you copyrighted oh, it. Yes, you can. You can totally be like that. Um, yes. what the hell are you doing? Um, I, yeah, I, there, there's a, there's a great thing with, you know, with people getting ideas. I love that. You know, I, I walk around and I pull an idea from here and there and here and there and try and incorporate it into my own. Right. Right. But definitely don't like, 100% copy stuff. But that, right, exactly. that, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Well, I mean, it's, sometimes, you, you know, you can, as long as you kind of make it your own, it's not going to be, you know, like you said, it's not going to be the shelving system exactly the same as you have. And then that's just straight ripoff. But take your shelving system, maybe, you know, tweak it a little bit. So, you, hey, I got the idea from you, but I made it my own. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, but yeah, we are getting off topic. Sorry. We are totally getting off topic. Um, so, you know, when, when you've got a product and I, I think this is where we, we need to take this conversation is, you know, looking at your product is, is your product. Cause I, I'm thinking of like one or two things that I've seen in a couple of like the, the, the vendor groups, not our main vendor group, but uh, you know, some of the other ones and people are asking questions about, Oh, you know, what show should I do? You know, we've been doing this for three years. What show should we do? I'm going to tell you, if you don't know, like I, I saw somebody said, oh, we're, we're making the jump to full time. We, we do about four or five shows a year. What show should we do? If you have to rely on other vendors, you're not ready to jump to full time yet. Right, right. Exactly. But on a side note, on a side note of that, it is good to to talk to other vendors to get, you know, cause they have different schedules, you know, they may have some, some shows that you didn't, you know, you don't know about, or you just forgot, you know what I mean? Cause as we all oh, make absolutely. our list for the year, you know, I'm, I'm not listing 65 shows. I'm listing, you know, you know, 20 that we want to do, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I'd well, like to have some other options just in case. You and I always bounce shows off of each other. Cause sometimes I forget about a show and you do too. Um, you know, and that, that's something completely different than relying on vendors to give you what, what the good shows are. Um, you have to form your own opinions on those because nobody's experience is the same. Exactly. Um, you know, and I, I think that that's, that's an indicator. If you're asking, you might not be ready yet. 
you know, you might not be ready to make that jump. You might not be, you might not be ready to quit your full-time job just yet. Um, Correct. You know, I, I see, I see people that offer services that may not be, they may not be something that is really called for right now, you know, during COVID, um, you know, face painting has kind of, has kind of fallen off the map because let I me, mean, let's be honest, most places still require masks. So <laughs> what are you going to paint? And I, I, I've seen a couple <laughs> of questions about, right. Yeah. Are you painting the mask? Or are you painting the top of the face? Like it, it doesn't give value, but at the same time, if, if I'm a parent, I don't want my kid getting face painted right now. You know, do, do I think that you should not ever do shows again? Hell no. I don't think that, but I don't think that, you know, jumping into a show that's the booth is going to have a massive cost. You know, I, I don't know if that's, if you're going to be able to do enough faces. Um, yeah. I mean, unless you're charging like 150 per. Yeah. Then you it, make the money. The, uh, you know, the, the other thing that you've got to consider mm -hmm. as a vendor jumping out, you know, into these bigger shows is look, if you're, let's say you're a handcrafted vendor. Let's say, let's say you sell pixel art, you know, the, the little uh, perler bead art, yep. like those things are cool. They were super popular for the longest time and people still do them. And there's still a big crowd out there that loves them. But let's say you're charging anywhere between seven and $20 for your, your perler bead art. Mm -hmm. And you decide that you want to buy, you can't get an artist table. Let's see at C2E2 because that's, read pop does not deem what you do art mm -hmm. they they deem it they de they deem it art but they deem it 3d art versus 2d art right which is what they want in artist alley is 2d art so you've got to get a vendor booth so now you're paying let's say let's say 1600 for your vendor booth how many pieces do you have to sell in order to break even exactly and that's the big part is some of that stuff has to be taken into account because not only the show cost you know or the booth cost then you got how you're getting there whether it's flying driving you got gas and hotels uh, exactly there's, there's a lot of you know a lot of that stuff it's not just oh it cost me a thousand bucks for the booth that's my cost no you know no, and I, you know, I, t I talked to this past weekend, um, I was at a show and I talked to a vendor and I, I was like, Hey, how'd you do? And cause they, they have this fantastic art. Like when I say it's fantastic, I mean, it's, it, it's legitimate, like top level. They need to be doing bigger shows. They need to, to have a different display and you know, they, they're, they're going to crush it. Once they figure it out, they're going to crush it. And, um, cause it's something unique. I've, I've never really seen anything like it. Um, you know, I've seen something similar, but other art that's mm -hmm. similar, but I haven't seen anything that's like this. And they're like the, their, mm -hmm. their comment to me ex was exactly, well, I've sold a few pieces and I paid for my table. So it's a good show. Yeah. Right. And then, or I made, I made, you know, I made booth. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's not a successful show guys. I, if you're if you're doing it to make money, that's not success because right. you still haven't paid yourself. You still haven't done all this, all these things, and that's. And then, the biggest part with that is you have to think: what is your time worth? Like, it's yes. okay. Hey, I'm walking out of there for with a you know with a thousand bucks. 
okay, well, you just spent, you know, three days of, you know, 10 to five or 10 to six, 10 to seven, whatever. And then 10 to four, is that worth a thousand dollars to you? Could you have stayed home and made more art and, and sold more? Could you have done some more, you know, uh, social media stuff to get some sales online and saved? Like, is it worth a thousand bucks to you at that point? You know, and that's the part is not just, Hey, I made a thousand bucks. I'm happy. You know, you got to factor in your time too. Cause you know, that's a big deal. Exactly. And I, I, I encounter so many people, um, people that have been doing this for a long time, even that don't pay themselves. They right. don't pay themselves for their drive time to a show. They don't pay themselves for the time that they take to make the product. They literally just say, okay, so my, you know, my booth was this much, my prints cost this much, you know, my expenses were this much, you know, and that, that comes up to, to $1,400 and I made $1,600 at this show. So I did, I made $200 profit. Hooray. That's a good show when they didn't realize that they, they drove 10 hours each way. Right. They, you know, took two days off of their regular job and and all these things that add up, they don't realize like, Oh, I should have paid myself for the drive. You know, I, I have a, a number that I, I say, you know what, if, if I'm driving, it needs to generate this much money based on how many hours I have to drive and how much I pay myself for driving and also how much I pay myself for working the show. I need to be able to make this much money profit. And if I don't think the show can, can do it, I don't move into that show. Um, you know, and it's also, it's a, it's a gauge of if your stuff is even going to sell at that type of event. Well, I'll take that one step further. Uh, when I do our expenses, I factor in an additional 6%. And don't, don't ask me why I came up with that arbitrary number. I just started at like three and then four and five. And so I ended up at six and I feel like that's a good spot. And what that is, is basically, you know, the prints cost money, right? I mean, every print we sell costs money. So I factor in a little bit of, a little bit of cost to replenish those. Uh, I also factor in the cost of like the bags that we give out, you know, and the business cards, like all that stuff at the end of the show, I have to replenish. Oh, yeah. That. So I have to factor, I factor in an additional, whatever I had in sales, I, I knock off 6% just to cover that and say, okay, this is really what I was making. If you, you know, if you factor in all that other stuff and I take out right. all of the other costs. And so you got to keep that in mind when you're factoring in, you know, Hey, I made a thousand bucks. Okay. You take 6% of that away. You know, it's, it's less than a thousand. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And are you, are you driving? Because now you have to also take into account, you need right. to set some money aside for tires, right. oil changes, oh, yeah. you know, all, all of that maintenance for your vehicle. So right. I look, and it sounds like we're, we're talking like <laughs> we're discouraging people yeah, from moving into it. big shows, <laughs> but, but guys, I, we're, we're, we, we've talked about this so many times, like in, in, in side conversations, you know, when, when we hang out or, you know, amongst other vendors. And, you know, one of the, one of the things is like, we don't like seeing people fail. We don't like seeing people move into something that they can't handle. And that's, that's really why we're talking about this. Um, Go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. I, I heard background noise. Oh, no, so sorry. I think that was that Max. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Max, what's up? He says hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So like, you know, we don't want somebody to get into a bad spot, I think. And that's, you know, that, that's kind of the point of why we're talking about this. But mo- moving into like event selection, you know, there there are some things like maybe that face painting that some, that, you know, that one person does. That they they're like oh I you know I want to do comic cons, I'm going to tell you right now unless you're doing body painting, at a at a level where, you know it's a it it it's a cosplay thing, you're the face painting at most larger scale comic con events is probably not going to go over well. Right, right. It's going to go over in an event like it's a novelty thing you get. A yeah, like a like a fair or like a sporting right. event. Right. Like the, that is that is the the venue for those. You're not you know, for be me super busy all weekend. Yeah. You no, know, for me, I I stay away from a lot of anime events. Not because I I think that anime kids don't have any money because they spend a crap ton of money. Right. It, it's that my product doesn't work for that for that alley of, of business, you know, I, this sounds terrible, but the majority of that demographic doesn't have a house to put a cup in. Like they don't have cabinets to, you know, to store glassware. They don't have, they don't have a house to decorate with some of the decor things that I do, you know, versus, Oh yeah, they've got room on their walls for prints and, you know, they can put statues up. And they, they can definitely put swords up because they'll put them all underneath their bed. And they definitely will buy high shoes all weekend long. What's wrong with what's wrong with hype shoes? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but those are those are the vendors that do well at those events. You know, I do I do I think that uh, you know, do I think that the person selling the um, you know the custom six hundred dollar corsets? Is right. going to do well at that event? Probably not. Right, right. But again, with that high of a price point, you know, you sell you sell five of them. <laughs> well, and you, you had know? a great weekend. Right, right. You know, and we got to sell fifty of our item to get that same price point. Exactly. Um, but you know, and there, there's that other thing. You know, I I encounter a lot of vendors who don't know how to price. They just don't know how to price their products. No, yeah, I agree with that. I see a lot of that too. Either you know, and way, I, way too low or sometimes even way too high. Yeah, yeah, like, they look, price themselves so high out of the market. Yeah, so that's one thing we do at a lot of shows is, I mean, we have pretty much a set price and we very, very rarely change it. But when we were first starting out, we were kind of walking around going, oh, well, we're charging this and almost everybody else is charging this. Like we're way too low. You know, so and it, it, at the same time, it's like, oh, great, I'm low. I should sell more. That's not necessarily how it works, you know. Right. Because you and, could, go ahead. Oh no, you could be sabotaging yourself. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You know. Oh yeah. This 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 item is. Let, let's let's say when I started out, I was selling my glasses for seven dollars a piece. Yowzers. Right. <laughs> and I and I was selling so many that I couldn't keep up. And while it's great to sell that volume, I, that it, it's it's one, it's terrible for the person hand making the items, but two, it, it also gives the impression that it's not a not as quality 
is something that's a little bit more expensive. And it, you know, it also, it undercut the people that were, um, you know, that were selling it, which in the grand scheme of things, our, our job is to make money. And if we have to, to change our pricing structure, we do. But whenever it's literally a, you know, a 50% price difference, like, you know, if I'm selling them for $7 and the next, next closest person is selling them for, for 12 or $13 each. Right. Then, uh, yeah. Yes. Try to split that difference somehow. <laughs> yep. But I, I say, honestly, my, my, like we were saying, we're not trying to discourage anybody from, from going to, you know, jumping in my, my advice. If you let, let's just say you live in Florida just for, you know, purposes of travel. If you're talking about, Hey, maybe I'm, I'm looking at jumping in and getting my feet wet. Don't look at a show in New York or Seattle, look in Florida. You know, or yeah. if you live you live in Georgia, maybe the or I don't know, think of a state that doesn't have anything directly in that state, but there's maybe a neighboring state that has some uh, relatively big shows. Do something like that. Don't go well, don't go across the country for, as your first one. You know, go yeah. to one, maybe maybe you can drive to it. And you, even if you have to fly, make, you know, you don't want to spend eight hundred dollars on a flight. You want to try to keep that price down. But I say tr- I say go for it. The worst that's going to happen, you'll lose money, right? But at the end of the day, you have an idea. Maybe you leave there with some ideas. Like, okay, I sucked at this one, but I took some notes. I feel like I can get better if I did this, this, and this. And then try another another one, you know, relatively close. And then start branching out. Yeah, I mean, I yes, 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 yes. But also, <laughs> before you jump into those shows, like, go to the show. Oh, attend yes. one of those shows. That's a great because idea. I'm I'm sorry. If if I'm not sure about a show, I will I will f- try and find video. I will try and find like like Comic Con reviews. I and if I can't find those, I go to the show. I just check it out. Um, you know, the first time that uh, that I did LA Comic Con, um, which is is coming up actually. Um, by the time this airs, it will be uh, a week or two out. Yeah. So um, it's crazy timing. <laughs> um, you know, first time I did LA Comic Con. I was I was out there as a as a personality in 2014, and so I at least you got heard, to walk around. Uh huh. I'd heard great things about the show, and you know this was this was like right at the almost at the peak of everything. So like they were busy. I, I loved the way it was laid out, and some people will rip me for it because they hate LA Comic Con. Whatever, get over it. Um, you know, it's not a good show for you. It's a great show for me. Um, again, different experiences. Uh-huh. But I walked the show and I was like, man, there's nobody selling glass here. Like, there's nobody selling glass here. Okay, this is, you know, this might be a thing for me, but I really need to make sure that I've got some sort of display that people are going to want to look at. Mm-hmm. So that, that right there, I knew that the display that I had going was not going to cut it. I knew that this little three tier shelf display that I had that, you know, I, I could fit like, <laughs> I think it was uh, like 43, 33, something like that glasses on wasn't going to work to do this show. I needed, you know, I needed to change up how I displayed my products right. because 
I didn't need to look like. I just stepped out of a craft fair or, you know, a, a, a you know, a show in the Midwest that, you know, that was a tiny show where I could just set up and set up a, a couple of cube things and a shelf and, you know, sell my stuff. So that, that was one of those things that like really, really, really helped, you know, yeah. stepping into that, that space. So on a, on a conversely for us, so we did, I, I mean, I, I mean, I had heard of San Diego comic-con. One of my good friends was like, Hey, you know, your wife should do comic cons. And I'm like, comic con, what, what the hell are you talking about? And there happened to be one, we live in West Palm beach and there happened to be one coming up. I don't know, like three, four months away. It was called palm con. So we're like, all right. I mean, what the hell? I don't even know what this is. He's like, yeah, go there. You sell her artwork. Like it'd be great. I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up, you know, whatever. And so, you know, we apply, we get in, pay the booth. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you at the Waterbury open. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Sorry. Yeah, I, I went there. That's yeah, right. No, that's fine. <laughs> Green jacket, the left arm is a little longer than the right. So anyway, <laughs> oh, shooter. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we and it's funny because I remember the booth at the time. I want to say it was like two hundred bucks, and I remember going like two hundred bucks. What the crap? That's like what a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so we go having never been to any kind of convention. You know, I'd been to, you know, Star Wars Celebration, which is not what, you know, the same type of thing. So anyway, we go, we bring her art, you know, we have baskets. We get there. Uh, there's literally a table and chairs. We didn't know, like, we're like, oh, yeah, we'll just hang up. You know, they'll have displays for us. They'll have this. They'll have that. You know, we just got to hang this up here. And we get there. It's just a table and two chairs. And we're like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, what do we do? So I literally went to, like, an Office Max. I dropped her off, went to an Office Max, picked up whatever I could find so that we could have kind of stuff up you know, up on the booth. And, um, that was our first, our first foray. And it was, it actually went okay. I mean, we obviously made booth. It was only a two day show, but, uh, we did well enough to say, okay, <laughs> there's one. And this, let's just say, I think this was like in February and I don't know for sure, but this was in 2015, I believe. Yep. But, but anyway, so it was like February and we're like, okay, there's another big one coming up in Orlando. I've never heard of it. It's called Megacon. I guess we should try to do that one. And whew, <laughs> so we did, and man, you talk about culture shock. We went from PalmCon, which probably had about forty vendors, to MegaCon, which has probably four hundred. You know? Exactly. And it was like, holy crap! Look at all the people. Like it was, yeah. And we we sold out of almost everything, but it was like, hey, we can really do this. Like this is this can be really big deal. And here we are, how many, however many years later, six seven yeah. years later. It's crazy, right? Like the, the, the jump, like, but, but you have, again, you have to have a product that is, can sell universally. And you're not going to know that until you're out there doing it. Right. But, right. That's why but, I say try it. But you also like, you have to, you have to really doing this guys, you got to be honest with yourself. It, is my product good enough? Like, am I selling something that, that, that people are going to really want? Or is it, you know, do I sell a lot of these on Facebook Marketplace? Is you know what is it like? Do I sell a lot of them on Facebook Marketplace? And you know, those are the people that are like, "Oh, that's so cute! Make a <laughs> custom, a custom Marlboro package sippy cup 
um, you know, with uh, the sub sub die thing, you know, do do that for me. Yeah, if you sell 15 of those and like 45 John Deere ones, that doesn't mean it's going to convert over to right. Convert over to compounds, and <laughs> I, a, it's make me a bicycle clown. <laughs> right exactly i oh my god make me a bicycle clown um <laughs> if you guys watch wedding crashers you know yeah um yeah. no you know and i i see a lot of like i see a lot of that popping up too well look during pandemic everybody get a laser cutter and everybody get a freaking cricket so now everybody is a maker of something and it, it's it makes me chuckle because i'm like all of these people started businesses good for them. Like I'm, I'm excited for them, but I'm also like, you guys literally just made all the stuff that you found on Etsy. Yes. Right. Like, and, and one, you're going to get cease and desisted by hmm, lots of artists. Cause I know nine of those artists that you've taken art from, um, or you're, you're going to get the treatment that, that one company got that was doing all the laser engraved stuff that was stealing every image. Right. Right. Exactly. You know? So yeah, I'm like <laughs> crafters, I love you guys, but be careful to <laughs> do, do your thing carefully. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the point that we're kind of making is there's, there's no specific set rule for when to jump in but it, it's it's a combination of being honest with yourself about your product understanding and really looking at like what you have to be able to sell to make it work you know if you make it your own on your own what do you have to put into it how long do you have to make product before you go to this big show do you have right. to make product for two weeks solid, a month right. and a half solid? And that's part of the time that you need to factor in. Yeah. When, you, I, when you're saying, do I pay myself or am I happy with this? Have, you know, you got to factor that stuff in. I, I have a friend that does, does vending part-time. She hand paints all of the items that she does. Her work is fantastic and it's unique. Every single piece that she does is different, obviously. But she also knows that she can't do a show every other weekend because she needs time to build those, build those, you know, those stocks up. So instead of doing two small shows a month, she's decided, you know what, I'm going to do one big show every two months. And she's picked the ones that she knows she's going to do well at. And that's what she does. She does. She doesn't do it full time, but she paints and she gets the product ready and that's it. So she only does five or six shows a year, but she still yeah, does fantastic at it. I was going to say, yeah, because that's another thing. One thing we notice, I mean, obviously as an artist, my wife's the artist we do. So we'll do a show, right? And we'll have times where we have so many shows in a row where she's not able to get pump out new product, right? So we have so many shows going on and then come the end, come, you know, the next year we go back to a show that we were just at or not just at a show that we were at the year before. And we only have one or two new pieces because we had so many shows. Well, people are like, Hey, what do you got new? Two things. All right. Well, I'll take one of them. 
you know, it's like, all right, well, yeah. we're not selling because everybody, you know, we did so well the last time. Everyone's pretty much got everything. You know, they might, don't get me wrong, they'll still do okay, but nowhere near what we did that last time. But so you got to set aside time, depending on what you're doing, obviously, set aside time to create new product as well. Stay, oh, absolutely. Stay relevant. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I think we've kind of covered everything. Yeah. So, you know, be, be honest, you know, be honest with yourself, make sure that you're, uh, you know, you're able to, to make, make it work. Um, you know, don't overextend yourself. That's, you know, don't, don't be like, Oh, I want to do this really big show, but I can't afford to. That's the, like, that's one of the things that is a massive downfall. If, if I, you know, if I can't afford quote unquote, to do a show, I don't do it. And I do two smaller shows, put that money towards doing the bigger show next time. Right. Right. It's good advice. Don't, uh, don't put yourself in a hole and then put yourself further in a hole possibly by, uh, you know, by doing that thing. Don't chase, don't, don't chase, don't chase the ace on the river. Yeah. Yes. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Stick to the I think, rivers and the lakes that you're used to. It's true. I think TLC said it best. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, what's uh... wrong with us? <laughs> we've, spent, I... we've done nothing but quote movies and sing songs. Um, <laughs> I think I, I love uh, these. I think it's time for us to let it go. Oh, I, uh, I, I love these unscripted, uh, unscripted pods that we do. Cause we literally just go on tangents about everything. And I, we, we finally come around again to the, uh, to the end and people are going to be like, they're, they, they script their podcasts. No, we don't. We, we, we have a format. Um, yeah. And it's very loose, obviously. Well, I was going to say, a loose format. Loose. <laughs> very, very loose. So uh, I, I think this is uh, this is going to air on what, the 23rd? Yes. Okay, so so Thursday the 23rd, we're coming out right Tuesday. before Thanksgiving. Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday the 23rd. 23rd. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, my brain is literally like... I'm I'm so frazzled because we're gonna have a um a chat with uh, Anime Town founder um, Tim Hyde coming up uh, coming up soon. Um, Anime Town was was quite literally this this past weekend, which is why I'm exhausted. Um, so we've got uh, got that coming up. Um, we got a lot of we've we've got some good content coming uh, coming up through the year, and this year we're not gonna we're not gonna take a break, really, are we? We're not no. gonna take uh, take some weeks off. I think we're going to try and go right through. I think we have enough uh, content to where we'll be busy all the way through. So we'll yeah. give that a go. And and we are coming up on the 100th show. Yes. So. I don't know what we're going to do for that. I don't know if uh, if if we're going to get together for it because I don't know when, when that episode is going to fall. I don't know if we're going to you know, get together for it, or if we're going to, you know, have a, have some sort of virtual thing, or maybe just maybe we've been teasing it for so long. Maybe we'll do an actual live YouTube thing. Now that um, would be amazing. We I know. We've been teasing that for an entire year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. More like six months, but yeah, um, what, what other content do we have coming up for them? So that they can kind of keep an eye out for it. We've got uh holiday met Surrey um, review. We're going to have a San Diego, uh, San Diego, comic-con special edition review right um let's Gosh, see we got some shows we got emerald city coming up we got yeah uh, c2e2 c2e2 um we'll have a preview for um fan expo new orleans if uh <laughs> if the guys at fan expo aren't mad at us yet um <laughs> january february preview we were gonna do 
yeah and then uh, the shows to watch for for 2022 is uh yeah. is another one so there, there's a lot of content coming up in the next couple of weeks i'm excited for it where we might do you know a, a a dual dual release during the week um just to get the stuff in but i i am excited because next year i it's going to be a regular year it's going to be the first first full year of us doing shows regularly so there, there's going to be some really cool stuff coming. We're going to be able to update the page with lives. We're going to be able to do some interviews um, on the spot interviews. I can't wait to corner some of these promoters and be like, hi, uh, I'd like to do an interview with you. Uh, this is our podcast. As long as you don't ask him like that, I think we'll be okay. Oh, no, I'm going to ask him just like that, actually. <laughs> Golly. Gorsh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what we got going guys. So if, uh, if there's a topic you want to see, make sure to, uh, to shout it out to us. You know, if you've got questions or if you're mad at us because you think we attacked you, let us know. Um, we're not attacking anybody, but no. by the way, um, yeah, we're, trying we're to just kind of giving, yeah, we're, yeah, we definitely want to help. So, uh, Ryan, they can find me at, uh, East coast Ariel on the, uh, the Instagrams. Uh, where can they find you? Ryan Withy 22. And the 22 stands for? The number of days in a row that we have shows coming up in December. <laughs> wow. that's <laughs> And you mean podcasts, not uh, uh, not conventions. Everything. Everything. I, I, yeah. I, so much for that Christmas spirit of getting to relax and, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, please. I'm going you know, kid, to, kids got to eat, right? Kids got to eat. You know, you know, I'm going to be down at you guys' house on Christmas. So there's that. There we go. <laughs> we have room for you. Hey, all right, guys. I just thank just you. So you're aware all seven trees are already up. Oh my gosh. Um, I was over at friend of the show, Tim Hyde's house and, and he has two trees up. I'm sure in, in his, his apartment, he's probably going to try and find a place for more. So we'll see. Okay, good. Hey, you know what guys, I love Christmas. So yeah, a Taylor Swift tree. Oh, you've been called out, sir. All right, guys, (laughs) that's, uh, you know what? We're going to stop right here because we're, we are babbling. So, uh, you guys, thank you for tuning in. Seriously. Um, have a great Thanksgiving and, uh, hopefully, uh, all of your shops blow up in sales, not blow up, just blow up in sales for the, uh, for the holiday weekend. Good luck to you out there. Yep. See you guys.